Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I am your host for tonight. As always, it's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I pray that God has been doing some marvelous things in your lives and that he's continued to pour out his love among you and his peace among you during this season. I'm so grateful. I'm really grateful to be back before you. And I'm just excited about everything that God is doing in my life, in, uh, which leads to our topic tonight, talking about purge. And when we hear the word purge, I know for me, <laughs> anybody that you know is of a certain age and you hear the word purge, you think of it as being a negative sense with the movies that are um, that was made with the purge and it being a deadly um, a thing that people will do in order to kill off um, the human race. Um, but so when God laid this on my heart, I was like, okay, God, where are you taking me with this? Like, I'm like, where are you taking me with this one? But uh, I'm telling you, like the revelation that God shared with me, you would just, yeah, you would truly appreciate what God is saying. Um, that's going to be beneficial for our walk or our spiritual growth. So I'm excited about sharing this word with you. But before we do that, um, we're going to do a quick review over last week's podcast. And um, before we do that, we're going to pray so that we can invite the Holy Spirit in into this place. So, God, we just thank you, Father God, for your presence, God, first and foremost. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are and who you continue to be, not just in my life, God, but in the viewers' lives, God, in the listeners' lives. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you continue, God, to have your way, God, throughout this, God, podcast. I thank you, Father God, that every word that's spoken out of my mouth, God, be strictly come from you, Father. God, remove me out of the way, Father God. I don't want my flesh to get in the way, Father God, from what it is you need to say, God, concerning your people and God, making sure that your children, God, that we, your children, that Father God, grow spiritually, God, and stay on the straight and narrow path, that Father God, and making sure that we finish the race that God that you have created is for. The Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, I come against distractions, I come against anything that is not like you, Father. Thank you, Father God, that our that our hearts, God, will be the God penetrated, God, by the word of God. We thank you, God, and we love you. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for tuning in on Facebook and on Instagram Live. And for those of you that don't know, we do have a podcast platform where you can listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And that is available on wherever, everywhere where podcasts are available, whether there's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I'm excited about that as well. Um, so let's do a quick review. Hi, Cammy. Welcome to all the viewers that are on here. Hey, Laura. So let's do a quick review of last week's podcast which was realigned. The topic last week was realigned. And what God was sharing with me is that because the previous week before that, we were on the question that God asked was, are you stuck? Are you stuck? And just getting our minds in gear and having us to reflect on um, what level we're in, what gear are we in? And are we in parked? Are we in neutral? Um, are we driving? And the fact that God had us uh, to talk about realigning. So God had us to refocus our minds to see where we're at because a lot of times we get to get to moving in our spiritual walk and we don't we don't really take time to um, assess what what um, where we are in God and we're just moving and moving and thinking that everything is good and God is like no like you're not doing what I instructed you instructed you to do you're not doing what um, I called you to do and so 
once God got our focus back from that, he said, it's time to realign. So, and a lot of times we don't think is that we need to realign because we think everything is all good. But last week we talked about signs that you are out of alignment with God. Four different signs that we talked about. Number one is that you're not focused. If you're not focused, that is a sign that you are out of alignment with God. Number two, we talked about compromise that you are quick to compromise your morals, quick to compromise anything that's, that that God stands for, um, that represents God. And you're willing to do it in order for likes, in order for a relationship, in order to make more money. You're willing to compromise your morals in order to please people. The, um, the third one was settle, is that you're quick to settle for less, even though you know that whatever God promised you is exceedingly, is going beyond um, your natural thoughts going beyond what you ever can imagine or think is going exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever ask or think of. And so God doesn't want us to settle. If it means for us to wait, then we must wait. Point blank and simple. The next one was number four. The last one is make decisions with God, without God. Is that that's another last sign that you are out of alignment is if you are making decisions without God, that you're not seeking him first. Because the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So if you are making decisions without him, then that's a sign that you are out of alignment. So we talked about those four things and making sure that we get, um, stay focused, making sure we're not compromising, making sure we're not settling, and making sure that every decision that is made, I don't care how simple it seems, that we are not making it without God. So that's what we talked about last week. If you didn't get a chance to see last week's podcast, you can go. Um, I'm going to quickly put that up here. I'll put it again um, at the end of this podcast. But you can follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated. And on Instagram, I underscore am imperfectly perfect on Instagram. And so tonight, let's get into tonight's podcast because I am eager to share God's word with you. And I pray that you are ready to learn and receive everything that God downloaded into my spirit. So our topic tonight is purge. Our topic tonight is purge. And as I was mentioning earlier in the opening is that I heard this word purge and I was like, God, I have no idea which way you're taking me this um, with this particular topic because the purge is is not one of your your uh your christmas movies that that's not the movie that you want to see during this season like <laughs> so i'm like okay so what what is this and as i began to look up the definition of purge i said okay god now now i'm seeing clearly now now me and you we 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 see it out of eye <laughs> like where are we going with this thing so um the word purge I'm put this definition up here for you guys. The word purge from the uh, Latin, from the Latin definition, it is purgery, and it means purify. It means purify from purest pure. So you hear the word purge, unlike common belief and with the movies, you know, that are out there. The enemy is crazy how crafty the enemy is because I said, wow. The enemy took something that God wanted to use for good. And he turned around and now when people hear purge, they're like, wait a minute. Like, you know, 
even recently in this year, it was flyers, especially in, in Philadelphia, it was the flyers going around, you know, scaring people around Halloween and saying that they were going to try to attempt to do a purge in the city of Philadelphia on Halloween night. So, you know, it's, it's still, it's still, that's still mind frame is still going on even to this day. So the fact that the enemy can turn it and that's, he's so crafty. He loves, he wants to be God so bad. I mean, he wants to be God so bad that everything, everything the enemy does, if you don't know, everything the enemy does is a, is um an imitation of who God is. Everything he does is not original. It's not original. So of course it's not uncommon that he would take something like purge and turn it around and you know make it for for evil. So the word purge again is um in the Latin form is purify from purest or pure. And the Merriam Dictionary, it means to make free of something unwanted, to make free of something unwanted. So when God is talking about a spiritual purge, he's talking about us getting rid of anything that's not like him, getting rid of everything that's not like him, to become cleansed, to become purified, because why God is pure. Jesus Christ is pure. He is holy. He is, oh my gosh, he is holy, Lord God Almighty. So of course, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we become pure. But, and that's because we are washed in the blood of the Lamb. Who's the, who's the Lamb? The Lamb of God is Jesus Christ. But the thing is, we are still sinful creatures. But we have the, the, um, the privilege of repentance because through repentance we can be forgiven of our sins and we can the slate is white clean every time we truly repent because true repentance is saying lord i realized what i did was wrong and i'm turning away from it and i'm not going back a lot of people like like to abuse repentance and saying oh okay well maybe if i just say god i'm sorry and keep doing it keep doing it that I'm good, even though you have no intentions of doing what's right, even though you have no intentions of growing in Christ, you're abusing the power of forgiveness. You're abusing the power of repentance. And that's what we have to be careful because God sees and he knows your heart. And he knows whether your intentions are pure and whether your intentions are good. So, Purge, to make free of something unwanted, to become cleansed or purified. And in a simpler terms, to purge spiritually is to get rid of everything that is not like God. To get rid of everything. I mean, everything. Like people, things, places, whatever it is, thoughts, behaviors, mindsets, all of it. Gotta go. Why? Because it's getting in the way of your spiritual growth. It's getting in the way with your walk with Christ. It's getting in the way. So we have to take, and that's why I know this is why God had me to talk about this particular topic during this time, because 2020 is about to be over. And I know 2020 has been, it's been, I won't say because when followers of Christ 
and has truly been doing this thing for real, 2020 has been one of the best years of my life. And I'm not even lying to you. I'm not going to say it was easy, but it's been one of the best years of my life. I have grown so much in God. I have, oh my gosh, my faith level has increased. I have learned more about the word of God. I have, God has blessed me financially beyond like my human comprehension. My God, I, it's, listen, God has truly been faithful. And yes, a lot of us have lost loved ones. Yes, a lot of us have experienced hardship. But God, God has God has not changed. He's remained the same. And God allowed a lot of these things to happen to build endurance, to build, increase our faith so that we can grow spiritually. Because in order for us to grow, you ever heard of the word growing pains? The word, excuse me, growing pains? In order for you to grow, you're going to experience hardship. You're going to experience, um, you're going to experience obstacles. You're going to experience trials and tribulations. But what you learn once you get overcome those trials, what you learn once you pass all of that, my God, is going to be beneficial for your um, daily walk, for your spiritual walk. That's why God allows these tests and trials to happen. So that we can learn and so we can depend on him. Because without him, we can't do anything. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. We are nothing without Christ. So yeah, you're going to experience some growing pains. Yes, Lord, you're going to experience some growing pains. And that's what 2020, I don't know about you, 2020 was growing pains. <laughs> like, seriously. Like the way that I had to walk by faith this year, I mean, it was only but God. When I lost my job, I mean, I'm working now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But when I lost my job, I said, um, okay, God, like for those of you who know, I'm getting, I'm only saying this and I don't like talking about my personal life all the time, but I'm getting married next year. And I'm like, uh, so got a wedding, got a future and I lost my job. How <laughs> am I going to save money? How I'm going to, are we going to pay for this wedding? So it's like all these thoughts is popping in my head. I'm going to pay my bills, still got to pay bills. All of those thoughts and God was like, dude, trust me. You trust me. I'll never leave you on a forsaking sake you. I'm still your provider. God says you supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, not to ours, not according to our resources. Why? Because God is the ultimate source. God is the ultimate source. So my God, this year has definitely been very trying, been very trying. So the purge is uh, to purge spiritually again is to get rid of everything that is not like God. And I want to go here. I want to go to Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty. Sorry, one second. I'm gonna put it up here for you guys. Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty through twenty-two in the Amplified version. And that's going to lead into our first subtopic for tonight.
All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse uh, 20 through 22 in the Amplified Version. It says, Now in a large house there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware. And so, and some are for honorable, noble, good use, and some for dishonorable, ignoble, a common, excuse me. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart for a special purpose, and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Run away from your youthful lust. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. My God. So this particular um, passage of scripture, I was like, okay, God, four points that God wanted me to point out with this in 2 Timothy 2, verse 20 through 22. It's talking about when we purge, when we purge, because we already made, um, talked about what it means to purge spiritually, means to get rid of everything not like God, to get rid of everything by any means necessary. So when we purge and make the decision to get right with God and get rid of all those things that is not like him, we are, I'm number one, honorable to God because in 21 specifically, again, it says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, which are dishonorable, disobedient, simple, he will be a vessel for honor. It is nothing like being honored by God. Being honored by God for him to look at us as, uh, just like when I think of honor, I think about a trophy because you think about um, honor and having honor rule or, you know, getting the highest honor. Um, we talk about the Nobel Peace Prize and being noble. God, God, give, that's talking about God giving you awards before everything that you have done because you are willing to purge. You are willing to step away. You are willing to turn yourself from things that are not like him. So God's because, uh, because we made a decision, we chose. God has given us free will. And the reason why I think I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, but the reason why God created humankind in the first place it's because, yes, with the angels, the angels automatically, the angels automatically, automatically worship God. That is why, that is how they were created, to worship God automatically. But it's a difference when someone chooses, when they could have chosen a different way. But instead of going to the left, they chose, huh, they chose you. And that's why God created mankind, because he gave us free will. And with our sinful nature, we can choose to do what's wrong. But when we choose to do what's right, when we choose to turn away from our wicked ways, to turn from our sinful nature, God honors that. Because we don't have to do it. We have the free will to do um, the opposite of that. So, yes, it's honorable. When we allow ourselves to be purged, when we are high, Melissa, when we allow ourselves to be purged, to turn away from every wicked thing that is not like God. So it's honorable to God. 
And number two, it's, it causes us to be, we are sanctified when we purge because continuing on in verse 21 again, it says he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified. Sanctified is set apart for a special purpose. Set apart for a special purpose. My God. When we are sanctified, it means that, oh my gosh, to be set apart means that, listen, I don't care if it's popular. I don't care if it sounds good. I don't care if it looks good. If it ain't God, I don't want it. And if it ain't of, of God, if it ain't of God's perfect will for my life, I don't want it. That's that's the mindset we need to have. And that's the kind of, that's this is why God wants us to purge ourselves before we go into 2021 and before we go into a new year. And I know a lot of you is just like, oh, well, is this another like, you know, segment of, oh, let me set, um, you know how you set um, certain goals in the beginning of the year as far as like, um, what is it called? Help me, Holy Spirit. Um, well, you, it's like you, you set, I can't think of the word right now, but I, I know what I'm trying to say is like when you know, oh, like for instance, I'll just use these examples like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out, you know, five days a week and you set in unrealistic goals for yourself because if you was not working out at all and then all of a sudden you like, oh, all right, I'm going I'm to work out five days a week. Your body, thank you. Thank you, Laura. New year resolutions. And a lot of times we set these new year re resolutions and they're not even realistic. They're not even realistic. And in the timeline, it's not realistic as well. Thank you. Yes, Melissa, vision board. And my God, we just, we, we set all of these things and we're, we're not even including God in it. Number one. And so during this purge, I believe the Holy Spirit is telling us that this time around, not saying that there's anything with, wrong with New Year resolutions, not saying there's anything wrong with vision boards. They're both great. But before we go about doing that, let's allow ourselves to be spiritually purged. Because what's the point of having New Year resolutions? What's the point of having vision boards if we're not focused, if we're not um, our focus is not on godly matters. If our um, our focus is on everything but God, because if our focus is not in on focus on God and focus on the purpose that He has for our lives, we're going to fail every time. We're not going to meet none of those goals because we didn't include God in none of it. So let's allow ourselves to be spiritually cleansed, allow ourselves to go through that spiritual purge first. So again, we are number one, honorable to God. We are sanctified, again, set apart for a special purpose. What is your purpose? Have you even found out what your purpose is? How can you set goals? How can you even make a vision board if you don't even know why God created you in the first place? And that's also why it's important to purge. That way we can get rid of all impurities and truly be, I'm getting ahead of myself, and truly be able to hear from God. Hi, Mama T, be able to hear from God. That is so important, y'all. So in number three, when we, are, when we purge, we are useful to God. Because once, once we make that decision to turn away from those wicked things, 
we're honorable to God. I mean, we're now set apart. And once you are set apart, you are now being uh, useful to God. Let's go on and continue in verse 21. It says, useful to the master. My God. Not, and I know master is kind of, you know, a touchy word, especially for those that are African-American and dealing with slavery and all of that. See how, again, how the enemy turned something that was meant for good and turned it around for bad? Master was never supposed to have a negative connotation. It's just another way of uh, somebody being um, ahead of you or being in authority. Master was never supposed to have a negative connotation to it. And Jesus, Jesus God is our master. Lord of over everything. We're useful to him when we allow ourselves to be purged. And lastly, number four, when we purge, we are prepared for every good work. Every good work. I said, wow, that is so dope because it's like when you hear it, like look at the key words, every. It's not saying like you're not, God is not leaving anything out. Everything that God tells us to do. God will prepare us for it. Why? Because we're useful to him. We're honorable to him. Every, every, it's a ripple effect. We're honorable to God. And because and then we're set apart and then we're useful to him. And now he will prepare us for every good work. That is so beautiful. I mean, to just be so like, be like a trophy for God. We are trophies for God. God is like, man, I just want to brag. God wants to brag about us when we allow ourselves to be purged from, from purged from all impurities. God wants to brag about us. God wants to bless us. I mean, you abundantly for us. When we purge, allow ourselves to be spiritually purged. So let's continue. The next subtopic that I want to talk about is benefits. Because we talked about, okay, how God, you know, sees us when we purge. But what's some benefits? What's some benefits for us for when we have a spiritual purge? Benefits of a spiritual purge for us. Because those were benefits for God. But God wants to bless. Like as I said, God wants to bless us. So what's going to be beneficial for us? Number one. Number one is a clear mind. It is not, I don't know about you, but me being an overthinker and being very analytical, having a clear mind is everything. I don't know about you, but having a clear mind is everything. Like to be able to not have all of these thoughts crumbling in my head is like it's like everything is like jumping all over the place yeah clutter it's clutter but when we allow ourselves to purge because a lot of times we don't have a clear mind because it's it's things in our mind that should not even be there it's things in our mind that should not even be there So it's important that we declutter our mind. Purging our mind will get rid of ungodly thoughts and make room for godly matters. Decluttering our mind will get rid of ungodly thoughts and make room for godly matters. My God, 
I just, I know for me, like, it's so, it's so hard to just, huh, sometimes be still and to not, and to not think, <laughs> like, it's literally, like, not think, and to just literally just, like, be still, because even, even when I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking about, oh, okay, what I gotta do tomorrow, what I gotta do next week, well, you know, what I'm gonna eat later on, like, it's, it's nonstop. But we have to learn how to train ourselves to be still. We gotta learn how to train ourselves to be still. My cousin, uh, she was the highlight for November, and when she was on this podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, she was talking about meditation. And I know that has a bad connotation when it comes to the the body of Christ. But I'm telling you, when she broke this thing down about for one, it's important that we meditate on the word because really meditation has a bad connotation because of the world. I know I keep I keep um, getting this point and nailing it in because the enemy likes to turn what God created for good and turn it around for bad. The reason why meditation has a bad connotation is because of their focus. It's because of who they're meditating on. But if we take the time to meditate on God, to meditating on his word and allow ourselves to be still so that we can hear his voice more clearly, my God, taking time out of the day. So yes, your prayer time, but after you pray, sit still, sit still so that you can hear from God. A lot of times we, we just pray and say, okay, Jesus Christ, amen, and go down by our day. But what was the point of you praying? And seeking God for answers, if you didn't take the time out, because right after you pray, that could be the time that God answered, giving you the answer. But if we don't take the time out to, to sit still and hear God's voice, then we missed the whole point of it all. We missed it. We're having a clear mind. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse three through five, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Version again. Second Timothy four, verse three through five in the Amplified Version. And it says, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine. Excuse me. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. But as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm and cool and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. My God. God is letting us know like during the time you're talking about is now. The time that this in 2 Timothy 4 is right now. How many, I mean, we can't act like we're oblivious to the fact that looking on Facebook Facebook and Instagram and just looking on the news and how, you know, there are so many doctrines. 
there are so many uh, philosophies and we have to be careful as men and women of God of who we listen to or what podcast we watch or what YouTube videos we listen to or what Facebook live we click on, Instagram live we click on. We got to watch. We got to watch for articles we read for those that are readers. This is why it's important that we study the word of God for ourselves so that when we we read things or when we come across some things and it's not lining up with the word of God and we will feel it and we feel it that unction and that and that and that feeling in our um in our spirit that that's not of God then we won't be easily dismayed we won't be easily persuaded by these false doctrines we won't be easily persuaded by these things yes lord watch our ear gates and our ear excuse me i watch our eye gates and our ear gates yes most definitely so we have to be careful for these things and when we do god says be clear-headed against it but as for you be clear-headed in every situation stay calm and cool and steady endure every hardship we have a clear mind we're able to endure every anything that comes our way why because we have the dependency on god we allowed our mind to be clear we allowed ourselves getting rid of everything that is not like him now our focus is on god now we don't have anything get in the way of being able to um hear god's thoughts and be able to be in tune with him next point so again, we're talking about benefits of a spiritual purge, benefits of a spiritual purge. Number two, number two, we are able to see and hear God clearly. We are able to see and hear God clearly. And this, these two things come go hand in hand and um, you're going to see it in just a moment. Because, and I want to, uh, before we get into the scriptures, let's talk about seeing God clearly. Because we're talking about seeing God clearly. We're not talking about our natural sight. We're not talking about how I can see myself as I'm talking to you guys, how I can see the comments. We're not talking about that sight. We're talking about seeing spiritually. And how do we see spiritually? By having faith. By having faith. Who, my God. I said, wow, God, this is dope. So let's go to Hebrews 11, verse 1. Let's go to Hebrews 11, verse 1. And I'm reading from the Amplifier version. It says, now faith is the assurance title deed confirmation of things hoped for divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen the conviction of their reality faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses let me say that again now faith is the assurance title deed confirmation of things hoped for divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen talking about you can't see it through your natural eyes the conviction of their reality faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by your by the physical senses so in order to see god clearly we must have faith 
that even if we're not seeing it happen, even though God has promises that th- promises some things, and even though we don't see it happening naturally in the spirit, and naturally, excuse me, seeing it happen naturally yet, does not mean that God is not working our our behalf in the spirit realm. That's where faith comes in, because we are believing. Faith is believing that God is going to keep his word. Faith is believing that God is going to keep his promises. Why? Because God is a promise keeper and his promises are yes and amen. He's not a man that he can ever lie. So that's what it means about seeing clearly. And when we purge, when we get, number one, have a clear mind and get rid of negative thoughts, get rid of having anxiety, get rid of worry, get rid of um, not having trust in God, get rid of all of those negative things. Now we're able to see clearly. Now we're able to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So how does seeing clearly and hearing clearly come go to hand in hand? Let's go to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. This is what stuck out of me. I said, wow, this is this is really, I never really noticed and noticed it this way until I read this uh, particular scripture passage. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, in the Amplified Version. It says, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. My God. So we already clarified that seeing God clearly is seeing spiritually by having faith. But in order to have faith, in order to have faith in Romans 10, 17, it says, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. So as I'm talking to you guys, as I'm talking about purging, as we're talking about, you know, various topics I talk about on this podcast. This is how our faith is being built up. How will we even know to have faith if we did not hear the word of God? If we did not read the word of God, how will we have even known to have faith? If we were not in tune with God's voice, because when God speaks, that's when your test is it. Do you believe what God said? And once you believe what God said, now you're able to have faith. My God, (laughs) oh my God, once you believe, that is faith. But you can't believe if you didn't hear the promises, if you didn't hear God's promise, God's, uh, the prophetic word that you may have received. Then that's where your faith kicks in. My God, thank you, Holy Spirit. I hope y'all caught that. I hope y'all caught that. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, Holy Spirit. My God, you are so, I'm telling you, I was blown away when I read those two scriptures. I said, whoa, okay. Okay. Like I'm, I'm, I am a spiritual, a spiritual nerd. I will say that a Bible nerd. Cause when I read certain passages, I'm like, Wow, like sometimes you can, and I know I said this before, but sometimes you can read certain scriptures and they may say one thing to you in one season. And then when you read it again in another season, it says something completely different. That's how 
dope God is. Like it's it's ever, it's ever oh my gosh, ever it's, it's just interchangeable. Like it never gets old. Everything that's in the word of God can be applied to your life in every season, every walk of your life. So powerful. So let's get um going to the next point. So again, we're talking about benefits of a spiritual purge. We talked about number one, having a clear mind. Number two, seeing and hearing God clearly. Number three, having a pure heart. A pure heart. A pure heart, being remorseful, a contrite heart, being remorseful for your wrongdoings, having a desire to please God. That's the, that's one of the benefits of being purged and getting rid of all those negative things that you're just now filled with all things God related. It's a wonderful benefit. So let's go to Psalms 51, verse 10 through 17. Psalms 51, verse 10 through 17 in the NIV version. And it says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. Oh God, you who are God, my savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. My God, you do not delight in sacrifice. Ooh, so beautiful. You do not delight in sacrifice or I will bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. Whew, that almost just brought me to like tears just now, just reading it again, because it's just like, my God, that is David's heart pouring out into this beautiful poetry that he has illustrated in Psalms 51. My God, he said, God, because when we allow God to give us a pure heart, what I love, my favorite passage, my favorite scripture, excuse me, in this particular passage is verse 13. It says, then I will teach transgressors. Transgressors is basically sinners. Your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. That is so awesome because David said, God. You created a clean heart in me. And all I want to do, Father, is spread your love. All I want to do is spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. All I want to do is let the world know about your goodness, about your love, about your salvation, about your delivering me, about you saving me, about you healing me, Father. God, I want to tell the world what you did for me. And God, in verse 17, my sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit. Woo! 
a broken and contrite heart. Contrite is talking about being remorseful. Being remorseful for all your wrongdoings. That anytime you do something wrong, you immediately say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, oh Lord. That is a sign that you are surrendered. That is a sign that you're surrendered. That is a beautiful benefit of being spiritually purged is having a pure heart. It's having a pure heart. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next point. Benefits of a spiritual purge. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whew. That, oh my gosh. That still got me messed up. A pure heart. How many people want to have a pure heart before God? That whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, because David, he was not innocent, but he had a pure heart for God. Yeah, he did some things wrong in his life. Yeah, he committed adultery. Yeah, he was a murderer. And that's not making light on those things that he did. But he was, he had a contrite heart. He was remorseful for his wrongdoings. And yeah, he had to suffer the consequences for it. But he still said, God, I don't care. God, I'm coming before you, God. Whatever it is I need to do, God, I'm here. I'm surrendered before you. God, I repent of my wrongdoings, God. Whatever it is I need to do, Father, God, to make sure that I am one with you and that we are, oh, Jesus, and making sure that we are aligned together, God. Remove me, God. Remove anything that is getting in the way, God, and making sure that I am one with you. Oh, Jesus. That needs to be our mindset. That needs to be our focus. That needs to be our desire for God to purge us of all things that is not like him. Who wants to go into next year? Who wants to go until 2021 dealing with the same old mess that we dealt with this year? The purpose of 2020. And I was like, God, because a lot of us in, in 2020 is like, oh, 2020, 2020 vision, seeing clearly. But as we heard, as we was learning tonight, the seeing God clearly uh, is having faith. Uh, seeing God clearly is having faith. So yeah, 2020 was about seeing clearly, was about having 2020 vision, was about but having faith uh, beyond what we have already had, beyond what we've experienced. To the point that we have no choice but to depend on God. Many people lost their jobs. Many people lost their loved ones. So they had, we had no choice but to depend on God. Many people suffered. Some people were affected by COVID-19. We had no choice but to have faith that God is a healer. To have faith that God will save us. To have faith that God will provide. So yeah, it got our sight, our spiritual senses heightened. 2020 heightened our spiritual growth, our spiritual, if you allowed it, because some people allow it either went one, it, I, uh, this year either uh, made us or broke us. Either 2020, you allow those, those hardships and those trials and tribulations because we talked about growing pains earlier. You allow them to learn from it, apply it to your spiritual walk. 
or you allow it to turn your to cause your heart to be hardened and you turn your back on God. Because you just you just couldn't handle it. You couldn't you couldn't uh, you are blinded and now the scales are on your eyes. But this is the time if that is you. Allow yourself to get purged so you don't go into 2021 with the same mindset and the same behavior that you allowed yourself to be in in 2020. My God. Next point, benefits of a spiritual purge. Number four, a organized life. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I know all the rest of those things I was talking about was spiritual. And this is really natural, but it is affected by your spiritual walk. A lot of us have disorganized lives because our spiritual walk is disorganized because our mind is cluttered because we're not hearing from God or seeing God clearly because we don't have a pure heart because our heart is tainted. All of those are connected to having a natural organized life. Have you ever wondered why it seems like your life is all scrambled and you go in your home? You got clothes everywhere. You got shoes everywhere. I mean, nothing is organized. So why everything is in shambles? That is a clear sign that you need to take a pause, go to God and say, Lord, what is it in what is it in my life? What is it in um that's this clogging me up? What is it that may be cluttering my mind? And now it's a reflection in my daily life, not just in your home, but in your workplace. And one thing I can say that has helped me, especially with being talked about being an overthinker earlier. Is that if I felt like the other day, my God, I woke up and it was just, my mind was just like, like all over the place. And God had to remind me, trainees, you got to write things down. And that might be so simple to you, but that is so beneficial to me because as an overthinker, a lot of times we overthink and overanalyze because our thoughts are left in our mind. And we have to get them out of here. It's going to keep being jumbled if they never come out of here and on paper. Write the vision and make it plain. Everything is connected. I mean, I'm telling you, something so simple is so profound. This is why God says in Habakkuk 2, 2, write the vision and make it plain. Get it out of your head. When God tells us, tells us about it, what his plans and purposes, he doesn't mean for us to keep it in our mind. No, he said, when we get a prophetic word, write that thing down. Because as long as it's staying here, it's not useful. As long as it's staying in our mind, it's of no use. But when we actually write it down, and we've seen it with our eyes now. Everything is beginning. And then it's like, okay, now we have no choice. Now it's, it's out of our minds. And then we're seeing it. And then we want to actually take action. 
because we're constantly seeing this thing in front of our face. Yeah. To have an organized life. That now I pray that is beneficial for you for those that are overthinkers to start writing. Get a journal. Get a journal. Start writing daily. It don't have to be like three pages every day. It can be just say, you know, little things or whatever came to your mind to get it out of your head. Because you don't, it's going to mess up your sleep. It's going to, you know, trickle down into your, into your daily walk, into your home life, into your work life, into your relationship life with friends or family. We got to take heed to that. So having a clear mind, it all trickles down, being able to see, hear, and God clearly, to be able to have a pure heart, all helps us. And it all trickles down to having an organized life. Let's go to Psalms 37. Psalms 37, verse 23 through 24. In the Amplified Version. Psalms 37, 23 through 24 in the Amplified Version. It says, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. When he falls, he will not be hurled down. Because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. My God. You're like, how does this have to do anything with being organized? Why? Because now that we are purged, now everything we do is ordered by God. Every Our mind is consumed with godly matters. I mean, uh, we're hearing God clearly. We're seeing God clearly. We're having faith. The heart is pure. So now we, because our heart, because all of those things, now we are allowing ourselves and our steps to be ordered by God that whenever God, whatever God tells us, we will do whenever God speaks, we speak. Whatever God tells us to go, we go. And now we are in order because when we are obedient to God, we are in order. And order is a characteristic of being organized. Order is a characteristic of being organized. And God is a God of decency and order. Having an organized life, my God. Last but not least, again, we're talking about benefits of a spiritual purge. Number five, we have room to grow spiritually. When we allow us the benefits of a spiritual purge is that we have room to grow spiritually. Because we can have a desire, all we want to grow. But if we haven't taken the necessary precautions and we haven't allowed ourselves to be purged and getting rid of all unnecessary things, then it's the selling this literally not beneficial at all. It's not. Because faith requires action. 
faith without works is dead. Faith requires action. And I'm, and I know I've talked about this before, but it was, I want to say, yeah, three years ago and I did a podcast and I think I'll, I might repost it this week. <laughs> if I, I'll just have to scroll back or I probably, you know, on Facebook, if it comes up on my, you know, memory or whatever, but I did a podcast called delete. I did a podcast called delete and um, what God had me to do, and it's very relevant to this particular thing because delete, purge, all one and the same, is that during that time, you know, I had newly rededicated my life to Christ and God, you know, uh, had me to give birth to Imperfectly Perfect. And during that time, God had said, okay, huh, because I, because what we talked about earlier is that I allow myself to be purged. I, I turn myself away from friendships and relationships that were not of God. Um, and I committed and submitted myself to God's for real this time. And God is saying, okay, you did all of that. But it's still some things you have yet to let go. It's still some things that you have hold on, held on to. And I say, God, what is it? Like, I, you know, I... I'm not in that relationship no more. I, I don't hang out with those same people no more. I'm um I'm on the ministries that you told me to be on. I'm I'm teaching your your people. And I I mean I was like three months in into my new birth, you know, the new birth of rededicating my life to Christ. And he just began to just pour into me and tell me that you need to get rid of the soul ties. The soul ties. And then you also need to get rid of everything that reminds you of your past life. Everything. You know, those things that if you uh, like that, that shirt that you have and every time you wear that shirt, it, it, it brings back a memory. Oh, man, I remember when the first time I wore that shirt and I was hanging out at the club and, you know, what's the name was trying to talk to me and all of that. Yeah, that's the shirt you need to let go. Or, you know, the place that you used to hang out at and every time and now, every time you, uh, you see that place, one of those places. And I mean, now I'm good. But back then, God was like, nah, you can't even go here. Copas. Anybody know about Copas on 40th Street? That was one of the places I couldn't go to for a while because of the connection that I had with that, that it had with my past life. So God had me to write a list of every person that I had a soul tie with, any relationships, anybody that I had sexual relations with, all of that. Every person. And then I burnt it up. I burnt it up and then I got rid of everything, any gift that I got from an ex, all of that. I got rid of all of it. I put it in the trash. Sneakers, I mean, shirts, jewelry, perfume, I mean, all of that stuff. I got rid of it. I got rid of it. I purged. And when I did that, my God. Yeah, to some, it might seem really drastic, but it was so necessary for me. In my spiritual growth, and then it, it was natural, but it showed God spiritually that I was truly ready, that I didn't care 
how much value those things had. I didn't care because, oh my gosh, my relationship with Christ is far more viable than any natural thing, any materialistic thing. And that's what God is going to require from you. That before this year is out, if you have anything that is not like God, any physical things, any any materialistic things, any any mindsets that you need to change, any behaviors that you need to get rid of, this is the time. This is this is this is the season to do it. So that you can make room for God so that you can grow spiritually. Last scripture, Luke chapter 8. Luke 8, 14 through 15, in the Amplified Version. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Luke 8, 14 through 15, in the Amplified Version. It says, the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. But as they go on their way, they are suffocated with the anxieties and riches and pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. But as for that seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word with a good and noble heart and hold on to it tightly and bear fruit with patience. My God. So there is reward. My God, there is reward for your diligence. There is reward for the purging. There is reward for being set apart. There is reward for being surrendered to God. There is reward. And I'll come to tell you that it's not always going to be a um, financial reward. Because what I can tell you is that the rewards that we receive in heaven for our faithfulness, for our obedience, for our sacrifice is way better than all the money in the world. Way better. I look forward to the day that I see my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and him telling me, well done, thy good and faithful servant and him putting the crown of my head of jewels. That is what I strive for. That is what we need to all strive for. To make sure that we are completing the work that God has created us to do. And the only way we can complete the work is letting go of everything that is not even necessary for our spiritual walk. Let it go. Trust me, it, it, it may seem like it's good. It may seem like filled, and it probably do. Because anything that is of the flesh is going to be pleasing to our flesh. But it's not pleasing to your spirit. And that's more important. Way more important. So we gotta we gotta let these things go, y'all. We gotta let it go. I know it's not easy to to get rid of friends that you know you may have for years. I understand that. But if that's not who God desires for you to be connected to. We're not saying that the person is even a bad person. But it, maybe it's just not meant. Everybody can't go where you're going. Everybody can't go where you're going. And you have to be okay with it. Why? 
especially wherever God is leading you, we got to follow. Because again, it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So we got to allow God to direct our path. We got to allow him to be the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. We got to allow God to be Lord of our lives. What was the point of us accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior if we don't give him, if we don't give him the authority to be the Lord of our lives, to direct our path every step of the way? What was the point? So I encourage you guys. I pray that you were encouraged tonight. Hallelujah. Yes, Melissa, let go of the past and look towards the future in 2021. Let it go. It's so much. Listen, even the rest of 2020, like I know it's some marvelous things that God is still planning to do throughout these last days in 2020. But let it go. Trust me, you will be way, way better off. Way better off. I'm so glad I let those things go. So glad I let them go because I would not be here today. I'm not, I'm nobody's, I'm not perfect at all. That's why God came me to create imperfectly perfect because we all are imperfectly perfect people. But as long as we are striving, striving to please God, as long as we are striving to walk in this daily walk with Christ, we are perfected by Jesus Christ. So I just want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for everybody that's watching, whether on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or even listening on the podcast. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, God, that you are touching their hearts right now. Many of us, God, experience hardships. Many of us, the God, have experienced their Father got ups and downs, God, throughout this year. And God, some of us have either got allowed ourselves, God, to turn our back on you. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that during this time, God, because you are forgiving, God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are, that Father God, massaging their hearts, massaging our hearts, God, to get right with you. Holy Spirit, God, whatever is blocking, blocking us, God, from moving forward with you, whatever is blocking us from growing spiritually, God, may we, dear Father, allow you, God, to come into and be coming to our lives, God, and be Lord and number one in our lives, Father, that we will make the conscious decision to let those things go, to let it go, God, because you are worth in God and you are worth more. God, we love you. Thank you, God, for giving us another chance to get it right. Thank you, God, for another chance, Father God, to make sure that, Father God, that we don't finish this year and we don't walk into another year, God, the same. But, God, we will grow. We will grow in you, Father. And when we do, Father, God, you will accelerate the time because of our diligence, because of our faithfulness, because of our willingness to be obedient to you, Father. So, God, I thank you, God, for Eva. I thank you for Melissa. God, I thank you for Laura. God, I thank you, Father God. Thank you, God, for Camille. Thank you, God, for everybody that was tuning in tonight. Touch their hearts in their mind. Thank you for Mama T. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for every viewer. God, that we will never be the same again. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, we will never be the same again. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. And before I end this podcast, I do want to offer the gift of salvation. For those of you that don't know Jesus Christ, and as we're talking about our Lord and Savior, so he's so wonderful. He's everything you need and more. And just like I'm able to talk about him and just be so excited about his word, be so excited about my relationship with Christ, you can have that benefit too. You can have freedom too. You can have joy. You can have unconditional love too. But you got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In order to get to the Father, God the Father, you must have a relationship with Jesus. Because in John 14, 6, it says, I am the way. Talking about Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will come into the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way to God. So if you're ready to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. Jesus, I know that I need you in my life. I, God, I ask that you come into my life and cleanse me of all of my wrongdoings. Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life eternally. So Jesus, cleanse me, wash me, make me whole. I surrender myself unto you and I will serve you for all of my days. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Guess what? You are now a new creature. You are now a new creation in Christ. You are part of the family of God. And when this life here is over, you will be seated in heavenly places with God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the next call is for call to rededication. For those of you that had a relationship with Jesus Christ at some point, but you allowed yourself to turn away from the things of God. And as we were talking throughout this podcast that 2020 was a rough year for a lot of us, but God is so faithful. God is so just. God is still a provider. And he has done some miracle signs and wonders. And you know, without a shadow of doubt, that you need Jesus back in your life because you've been having some sleepless nights. And you know, Jesus is tugging at your heart to get right with him. Guess what? It's not too late. If you're watching now or if you're listening now, it is not too late. You can still get right with him. You can still get back into alignment with Jesus. Just say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus. I apologize for turning my back on you. I know without a shadow of doubt that I need you in my life. I already know that you died on the cross for my sins. I already know that you rose and were buried for just for me and were rose on the third day so that I can have life eternally. So Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me, God, for making that wrong decision. Thank you for giving me another chance for giving it to get it right. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, I am surrendering myself to you for real this time. And I will serve you 
for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I pray that for those of you that gave your life to Christ or rededicated your life to Christ, that you continue to um, to pray and continue to allow God to do a work in you. Trust me, it's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. And I also encourage you to find a church home, find a church home where you will have shepherds, pastors who will be able to teach you the word of God and making sure that you are on a straight and narrow path and making sure that you grow spiritually. If you need help finding a church home, you can inbox me on Facebook or inbox DM me on Instagram um, and I can help you find it. I go to the River Church. My pastors are Pastor Charles and Tracy Williams. And I, you, if the River Church is not a church for you, trust me, I am more than willing to help you find a church home because it is so important to make sure that you are under a great covering. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you continue to um, have a wonderful week. Also, make sure I mentioned earlier about our um, social media handle. If you want to keep up with any podcasts or any events when we get back, you know, when COVID is over um, and any virtual events we may have, um, you can follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect um, on Facebook. I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated and on IG, Instagram at I underscore am Imperfectly Perfect on Instagram. Make sure if you want to listen to the podcast, you can follow um, and on any podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any um, any way that you want to listen to it. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you encourage and uplift it. I pray that you have sweet sleep tonight and that you continue to allow God to purify your heart. I love you. Be encouraged and be uplifted. Until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Have a blessed night.